0: You are listening to the Scaling Your Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Christina Bernhard, and you are listening to episode 115. We are talking about webinars today. I wanted to do this because this is something I hear all the time. Matter of fact, yesterday I was talking to a client and she literally said the words, I hate webinars. And I hear this All the time. And yesterday, when I heard her say that, I knew that I was scheduled to record this podcast today. So I was like, it's just even more of a good reason why I need to record this podcast and get it out there. Because I know that there's a lot of resistance to webinars. Sometimes I have clients or I've seen people who are completely unfazed by the idea and they think it's great and there's no drama there. But I do see oftentimes people not wanting to do webinars. So. I'm going to go over basically my viewpoints of webinars, also the benefits of them and what I see. And I'm also going to, for those of you like, spoiler alert, I'm going to try and convince you why you should have a webinar, but I will give you some alternatives at the end of this episode. So if you are listening to all of the benefits, yet you still feel like the benefits isn't great enough for you to do a webinar, then wait till the end. I'm going to give you some alternatives that you can try instead of doing a webinar. So these are the main reasons why I see people not wanting to do webinars. So maybe you relate with some of these. The first one is the tech. So the tech part of doing a webinar, usually you need a webinar service or software, or you can use Zoom and you can keep it really simple, but it often has just extra steps with tech because you also want to send out webinar reminders and have that confirmation, make sure that everyone has their links and all of that and then sometimes you will want to also send out a replay of it, which means you have to upload the replay onto a page and all of these things. So you can keep it super simple or you can also outsource it if you would like. Most tech VAs know how to do some of these things depending on what they really specialize in, but a lot of them can help you out and it can be fairly affordable, but also you can always keep it super simple and just use Zoom and just email everyone the Zoom link. And you don't have to do that where they have to, to sign up through Zoom, although you can do that as well, but you can have like a regular opt-in and just have the Zoom link ready in your email marketing service so that it auto sends the email to them with the join link so that they have it. Some people just have people sign up and then before the event, they'll blast the Zoom link to all of the people who signed up. So you can keep it super simple if tech is one of those things that's holding you back. I would say aside from the tech, the most common reason why I see people not really wanting to do webinars or a little bit hesitant to is the presenting and speaking part of it. So it is something that is live. So if you're not used to doing things live, it can be a little bit nerve-wracking, but I will say that practice makes perfect. Like I know it's cliche, but like, it's true. The more that you do it, the more comfortable you'll be with it. And you know, you can do multiple for each launch too, just to practice webinars because you can practice them before the actual date. And I recommend you absolutely do that just so you can also gauge the time and like what you're going to say. And by time, I mean like the length of it. We don't want it to be like too long. We don't want it to be like two hour presentation or anything like that. So practicing it before is really important, but also practicing it live. So I have had clients do four different events for a launch, which is a lot. Like let me tell you, it's a lot. But it is a way for them to practice the webinars. And then they can also take the recording of the best performing one and they can use that in the future for Evergreen or just always have that replay up even for their future launches and having the best webinar of all of them. But also they get even better at them because part of a webinar is also selling. And I do want to point out too that with webinars, the webinar is an internal term because a lot of people are like, no, 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 I don't want to do a webinar. I want to do a masterclass, but it's like the same thing. So masterclass workshop, what else do people say? Like live training, you know, all of those things, same thing. Webinar is just more of like, it just means that you're doing a training or of some sort of presentation of some sort, and you are pitching something at the end that is aligned with your training. So that's what I'm referring to when I say webinar, just so you know, but you do want to practice doing this live. So another thing that you can do is just be super prepared make sure that you have if you're using slides, which I highly recommend you have slides so that you have something visual and make sure that those are just like well prepared. You don't want a ton of text on them and there's like lots of rules to the whole slides thing, but you do want to make sure that it makes it easier on you to also just follow the presentations. The easier it is for you to have it all flow, the easier the whole entire experience is going to be. And just remember that you know your webinar is on what you are an expert in, so you're going to be able to just speak about it fairly easily so we can just take some of the pressure off and just remember that like this is your thing like this is your zone of genius you are the expert here and you know you could probably talk about what you're an expert in all day and so the idea of it just being live and in front of people is just something that you know we tell ourselves these stories and we work things up in our head really big and when I say we I am definitely including myself because I was so scared to do my first webinar and I used to be terrified to do lives I was even terrified terrified to do this podcast. And like now I literally, I think nothing of it. I do trainings for other programs like other people's programs and things like that all the time. And I don't even get kind of nervous anymore. It's very easygoing for me. And that is not something that came naturally. So I do want to put that out there that it's worth it. I'm about to talk about why, but also just remember that if you're super prepared and you just practice, it's going to get a lot easier. And sometimes people just don't want to do it because it's something new, because it's something that they've never done before. And, you know, it's just kind of heavy on the mind whenever it's something new. But you know, once you do it once, it's no longer new anymore. So definitely just get in there and do it. So I'm gonna talk about why, because I just told you, I think that you should just do it, but let's talk about why. So the first reason is that, you know, versus a live or some other kind of hype event, you can actually capture the signups for the webinar. This is super, super important to your launch. We want to know who was interested in this hype event, this training, the webinar. And the reason we wanna know that is because the topic should be aligned with what you are trying to sell, what you're actually launching. And so these people are a lot, a lot warmer. They're very hot. They are interested in this topic and they're clearly struggling with the problem that you are trying to solve with your program. So we want to be able to capture them. If we just do a live and we don't have a way to follow up with them after the event, like through an email sequence, it's going to be a lot harder, especially if you are relying on social media because with reach and just the timing of things and how the algorithm works, it's really difficult to actually reach your audience. So we want to make sure that we have a way to capture their contact information, their email, and be able to follow up with them through email. The second reason is that webinars can be a really great tool to lead to high ticket sales. So with a webinar, you are able to really show the kind of value that you're able to bring, but you're also showing them your personality and your style of teaching and like all of these things and you're getting them to get to know you a bit more. So that trust factor is going to go up so much quicker and that is absolutely necessary for a high ticket sale. So the trust is going to be incredibly important and a webinar is probably the fastest way to build that or definitely one of the fastest. Another reason is that... I think webinars are one of those things that also just makes you a better speaker. And this is really aligned with doing lives, podcasts, all these things. I think knowing how to speak better and, you know, just practicing that, I think the first step would be to be comfortable with it so that you have more opportunities. Like whenever I was able to get past the whole speaking and getting in front of people, doing lives, all of these things, it, really did open up so many more opportunities because whenever someone asks me if I want to be on their podcast or if I want to do a training for their mastermind or something like that, like before I was very hesitant to say yes, because I, honestly, I didn't want to, like, absolutely did not want to. It sounded frightening and I was just something that I didn't want to do. And now I get to just... Say yes all the time. And it's also not stressful too. So even if I did say yes before while I was still really scared about it, it became this big thing, right? So I really couldn't take on so many because it was just too much, like mentally. And now it just opens up so many more opportunities. So I think that being a good speaker is really, really important. And I don't even necessarily mean like not saying and stuff like that because I know I like for me, I'm not a good speaker in that way. Like I say, I just said, like, like I say, I just did it again. I say like, and I mean, all of these things all the time, but it was more important for my first step to be that it's comfortable. And that way I can get my message across and I can really share this content with you because there's so much in my brain and I don't want to just keep it in there, right? Because I want to share it with you so I can help you like grow your business, have good launches, you know, and really figure out how to get your funnels working and drive like quality traffic to your offers. So that is what I'm here for. And if I just keep it on my brain and I'm not, you know, working on being a better speaker and, you know, passing through those barriers, then it just really hurts the whole mission of like spreading this. And, you know, the same goes for you and what you do. Like people want and need your knowledge that you have. So becoming a better speaker is just going to make it possible for you to spread your knowledge and just help more people, impact more people. And I think that's just the biggest win. I mean, what better win could you have, right? So that's another Really, really great reason to do it that actually has you know very little to do with your launch, but just more of a bigger picture reason that I personally am a huge fan of. Another good benefit of it is that it allows you to interact with your audience. So this kind of goes aligned with the you know trust factor and building that trust, but also when you are able to interact with your audience, they're gonna feel more connected to you, but you're also going to feel more connected to them. And, you know, creating that connection makes it where you understand them better. And in the process of understanding them even more, you're able to serve them more. So you're going to know what they are struggling with. You're going to know what else you need to teach them, you know, maybe even a way to craft your offer or other things to offer them to give them more and more value. So any anytime that you're able to interact with your audience, have conversations with them, ask them questions, get some feedback, like all of that is so, so valuable. And webinars are a live, you know, in the moment way of doing that. And to add to that point, another great benefit of webinars is the live Q&A at the end. This live Q&A, and you should definitely include one. So after your webinar, you should always you know, ask anyone if they have any questions and you know, spend the time to answer all of their questions. And the questions that they ask are absolutely golden. I mean, they're like questions about your offer specifically a lot of the times or about this topic that is super aligned with your offer and knowing what these questions are and being able to see a pattern in the questions and just like what they're struggling with and what they don't know or what they're not understanding. Like what is not clear from either your webinar or your offer or your content as a whole, or just what's not clear in your industry or within your audience. Like what is not clear? What are the holes that you can fill? This is super, super golden to your launch plans, to your content plans, to how you craft your offers and what you include in them. So you definitely, this live Q and a again, just it's golden. I think it's another Huge, huge benefit to having a webinar. So, those are the benefits that I feel are huge benefits of having a webinar. But if I still have not convinced you, and I hope that I have, but if I still have not convinced you, if there's other really good reasons why you do not want to do a webinar, here are some alternatives because I did promise that I would give you some alternatives at the end of the episode. So, some alternatives could be a recorded challenge through email. So, this is something that I have seen and It can work really well, so this can be a good alternative where you're still building up some of that trust. You're still capturing the audience. People still have to opt in and sign up for this, but you don't have to do it live. So it's kind of a similar thing, but you don't have to do it live. You don't get the live Q and A and all of that. But what you can do is you can have a challenge, and this can either be a single challenge or can be like a three day challenge or something like that. And they're basically videos that you pre record and you can send them through email, and they get you know, a piece of the training each day or whatever part of the challenge it's going to be. And then it would have a pitch at the end. So you're still pitching at the end on the last day or at the end of the single training, but it's just not live. So you're not able to interact back and forth or anything like that, but there's still some benefits to that if you are really not wanting to do a webinar. The second thing that you could do is a live. So with this one, if the live part of it is not the part that you're struggling with, maybe it's the tech or other things and you wanna just keep it super simple, you can just do a live in a Facebook group or on Instagram even. So it can just be a hype event. You're still gonna pitch at the end. You can still do the live Q&A. You just won't have a good solid way to follow up with people after the event. So it's kind of like if they want to join, then they do. And if they don't, then they don't. You can do something where you can have a private Facebook group and people can sign up for access to the private Facebook group, but that's like almost like a webinar. So, you know, you can do that to keep it simple, but it's basically a webinar. And then the third thing would be to do a multi-day live series. So this is kind of a similar thing, but you would do like you're going live for maybe three days and it's a series and they build on top of each other. I have seen this actually work really well. The only, or not like the only, but one of the downsides I think of doing this is, for one, if you're not capturing people, people's email addresses. Again, you have the whole, you know, you're not able to follow up with them, but also it's kind of hard to keep people's attention for multiple days. So you're definitely going to have a drop-off, a much bigger drop-off on that last day when you're actually ready to pitch than you would if you did everything in one single training. And also people only have to be available for that one single training if you do a webinar versus having to be available for the, you know, all three of those days at that time. So that's just a downfall there, but it can be a good alternative, and I have seen it work. So, there are probably other alternatives, but those are the main three that I see most of the time, and I have seen those work. So, I've actually seen all of these options work if you want to have an alternative, but I still recommend you trying a webinar, especially because you can also. Re- record them, which is really great. So whenever you're ready to go evergreen, you have a recorded you know, online training that you can also promote. The goal here is to hype people up to the doors opening to your program so that this is supposed to be the way to kick off your launch of your program. So that is the ultimate goal. So as long as you are doing something to do that, I think it's definitely better than nothing. You don't want your launch day to just be sending out an email to your list. Now you can do that, but it's going to be a lot bigger if you just have a hype event and you're able to show some value and get people in and really interact with people and interact with your audience and then present them with the offer. So that is what I have for you today. Hopefully I've convinced you to do a webinar because obviously I'm a huge fan of them and I've seen them work over and over and over again. And we have many six figure launches in the agency that we do. And we've seen a lot of really successful funnels and have just been a part of some really, really great projects. So I am just a huge fan. I've seen it work over and over again. And I just think it's still the best way to Launch something online. So that is what I have for you this week. This was a little bit of a longer one, but I hope that you found this podcast helpful. And if you did, I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes. This just helps more people see the podcast and I'm able to give more and more value. This is episode 115. So we've done a lot of them and I would love for more people to see them and be able to have access to this. So I would appreciate it so much. And I will see you guys next week.